Amos chapter 4, verse 12 reads, Therefore thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. Tonight I want to speak to you on this topic. Prepare to meet thy God. Amen. Prepare to meet thy God. This is probably one of the most serious moments we could all collectively experience. The world is messed up. I mean, it is in tumult. I don't know if there's ever been a time like the times we're living in right now. There's so much deception. There's so much confusion. Amen. That, that you can't really put your faith in anything of this world. You can't trust the government. You can't trust the government. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. You can't trust the government. FBI. Amen. Twitter. Facebook. Social media. Everything is corrupt. Lies are everywhere. So much things are going on in this world. And you and I can't afford to be like the ostrich with his head in the sand. We must meet the challenge to get prepared. It's not going to get better. Some folks, well, I'm just going to hold on to things get better. Let me give you a flashpoint. It's not going to get better. Men's hearts will wax worse and worse. The Bible says so. Many false prophets are out in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is already at work. We are on the end of the lap. It's going to get darker and darker and darker until Jesus comes. Amen. So what you and I need to do is we don't need to put our confidence in the world or the things of the world, but we need to put our confidence in God. More now than ever before. We can't afford to keep doing what we've been doing. If you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been gotten. Now, I don't know if that's correct English or not, but you know what I mean. Amen. It's time to be radical, brothers and sisters. It's time to mean business. It's time to take God at his word. For the patience of the Lord is running out. This world is provoking the almighty God to move. And when God moves, it's not going to be pretty because he's a jealous God. And he's an angry God. And he's a God of vengeance and a God of judgment. And this world and his arrogance have provoked him pointed their finger in God's face 
and dare him to do anything. God is getting ready to let the world know he is still on the throne. He is still on the throne. In the book of Isaiah, the 45th chapter, verse 22 and 23, hear the instruction of the Lord. God said, look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. God wants everybody saved. For I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself. The word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. It won't return void. God said that unto me, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Who said that? Who said that? God. God said every knee. Yes. That means your knee. Amen. Your mama's knee. Your grandpa's knee. Every Catholic knee. Every Mormon knee. Every atheist knee. If you got a knee, it's going to bow before God. Somewhere you're going to bow before the Lord. You're going to acknowledge that he is. Folks may not want to do it now, but there's going to come a day. God said every knee shall bow. Romans chapter 14, the apostle Paul, reflecting on this same verse, at verse 11 and verse number 12, Paul said, for it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess to God. So then everyone, someone say everyone. everyone. All of us are going to give an account of ourselves to God. Prepare. Prepare to meet God. People make preparations for some of the silliest things. Things that don't even matter. Things that are not eternal. But folks spend hours upon hours preparing for marriage. They, they prepare for graduation. They prepare uh, for retirement. They got all kinds of things in this life they prepare for. But the greatest most important thing of all is to prepare to meet God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Bible says it's appointed once for man to die. And after that comes the judgment. We're all going to stand before God one of these days. So in this lesson tonight, in this message tonight, there are four things I want to touch on. Amen. Number one. Who needs to prepare to meet God? Number two, when should a person prepare to meet God? Thirdly, how does a person prepare to meet God? 
And then number four, what will happen if you neglect to prepare to meet God? Amen. First, who needs to prepare to meet God? The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7. I've asked for some assistance here in reading the scriptures to preserve my voice a little bit. So we have a reader over here. Let's give him a hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Read for us, brother. Tell us, the, tell us the scripture where it's located and then read for us. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 20. For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. There is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good, but is not a sinner. It don't matter how much money you get to the poor, you're still a sinner. Doesn't matter how many good deeds you've, you've done, you're still a sinner. You can't escape the fact you are a sinner. Let me tell you something. Sin is not just something you commit. Sin is what you are. Born a sinner. Shaping in iniquity. The next verse, Romans chapter 3. Do you have that one? Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Do you have that? No, I don't. You don't? I can get it. No, 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 no. What do you have? Uh, Revelations 21, 27. Read that. <laughs> and there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth. Wow. Neither whatsoever worketh abomination yeah. or maketh a lie but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. This is the ones that's going to get in heaven. The only ones that's going to make it are those who have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. There shall in no wise, no wise, no wise. That means nobody going to squeeze in. Nobody going to get in by the back door. Anything that defileth. And guess what? If you are a sinner... You are defiled. Amen. Anything that worketh an abomination, if you are a sinner, then you commit abominations against the Lord. If you are a sinner, you're a liar. The only ones that's going to get through that pearly gate are the ones who have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. Brothers and sisters, I don't want to hope I'm saved. I don't want to guess I'm saved. I need to know that I'm saved. I want my name in that book. You need to have your name in that book. Being religious won't do it. Hallelujah. Going to church won't do it. You've got to have your name in the Lamb's book of life. You've got to make preparations. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there you may be also. So if you prepare, you will enter in. If you fail to prepare, you cannot enter in. 
So the question is, who among us need to prepare for eternity? Look at the person next to you and say, you need it. You need it. All of us need to prepare to meet God. So now that we come to the conclusion that all of us need to make preparations, the next question is, when? Psalms 95, verse number 7. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand today, if you will hear his voice. Hallelujah. When? Today. Thursday. But today, today if you will hear his voice. Amen. He that has an ear, let him hear what Brother Easter is saying. That's not what the Bible says. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Holy Ghost is saying. I may be speaking with a hoarse voice, but God is speaking loud and clear. Hallelujah. If you could hear his voice, today is the day of salvation. And you might say, well, Brother East, I'm covered. I'm already saved. This is not one saved, always saved. You got to work out your salvation. The Bible says, examine yourself. Take heed to yourself, lest what you have heard and what you have gained can slip away. Amen. Don't take for granted your salvation. You need to be on your tippy toes. You need to keep your spiritual antennas tuned up. You need to make sure you are living right, talking right, acting right. This is not a game. This is not something to take a disadvantage of. You need to make sure you're ready for the coming of the Lord. Because the Bible says, in the hour that you think not, that's when Jesus is coming. Now, how many here tonight believes that Jesus is coming back tonight? Somebody say, hey, oops. <laughs> Not too many hands went up. That ought to tell you something. Not too many hands went up. I said, how many believe he's coming back tonight? Not too many hands went up. That ought to have you shaking in your Holy Ghost boots. Because that's when he's coming. When you least expect it. In the hour you think not. That trumpet is going to sound. That's why every time we breathe. Every time we get in church. Every time we are looking around. We ought to be looking for him. Watching for him. Anticipating him. Waiting for him. You don't want to be caught off guard you want to be prepared. Amen. Everyone say prepared. prepared. Oh, hallelujah. God help us to be prepared today, today. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 2. For he saith, I have heard thee in the time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Behold, when? 
Now. When should you get your act together? Now. When should you be a prayer warrior? Now. When should you be a soul winner? Now. When you should when should you be a worshiper of the almighty God? Now. Now. Now we are called. Now we are warriors. Now we ought to be ready to fight the good fight. All this lackadaisical spirituality and carnality, it ought to be over with. All the stuff we done come through, we acting like we spoiled. I don't understand it. When it prayer meeting, we don't ought to be in our chairs looking at books and magazines. Time for prayer meeting. We don't need to be gossiping and t- talking about the days of our friends. Amen. When it's time to have a prayer meeting, oh, yes. somebody ought to be telling us, go back to service. Stop praying. We ought to be so we ought to be so excited. Yes. We ought to be also in tune with what God is doing because it's radical. It's time to be radical. It's time to be prepared. Hallelujah. I would venture to say that most of us in this room tonight, we are not prepared. Some of you think think you're ready, but you're not ready. Hallelujah. God is not playing games. God is not wasting his words. Prepare to meet thy God. In the book of Amos, in our opening text, God was speaking to the prophet to Israel. And he was pretty upset with Israel. He was upset with Israel, his chosen people. Because they weren't looking toward him. They weren't living the way he wanted them to live. And so many times, we live for God the way we want to live. Amen. God has a way for us, all of us, every last one of us. What is that way? You need to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That's your reasonable service. You need to present your body every day a living sacrifice. That's not easy because a sacrifice is something you kill. You know what? It'd be easier to present ourselves as a dead sacrifice. I mean, to die for Jesus in most cases is easier than living for Jesus. Because you die for Jesus, it's over with. Boom! You're in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. But to be a living sacrifice, you got to die daily. You got to pick up that cross. Hallelujah. You got to bear the cross of the Lord every day and say, Lord, not my will, not what I want to do, what you want me to do. That's what I'll do. I present my mind to you. I present my hands to you. I present my heart to you. A living sacrifice. You're not doing that. We get so casual in the flesh and comfortable in the flesh 
and we get satisfied in the flesh until we tell ourselves, I'm good, I'm okay, I can feel his presence, I'm all right. Hallelujah. I can't believe he gave me this mic. Good night. <laughs> we got to be prepared. First Samuel chapter 20, verse number three. And David sware moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. That's how close you are to dying right now. Ain't but a step. Man, I thought I had a few more years. No, you don't know how much time you got. But David said, it ain't but a step. One step and it can be all be over. One step and you could go on into eternity. Your life, James said, is like a vapor. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. And once you cross over, Ain't no coming back. Amen. Once you cross over, praise God, you're going to be so, so superior to what your experience is here. All your senses will be a thousand times greater than what it is in this life. And you're going to remember every chance God gave you. You're going to remember every opportunity you passed up. You're going to seize many souls that you could have saved. All because we took what we had for granted. And didn't live the way God commanded us to live. Jesus is coming, folks. It's time to make preparations. When? Right now. Tonight. If there's anything in your heart that's not right with God. Don't walk out of here with that same mess in your spirit. God is calling us to make preparations. That means we need to look at ourselves. Are you where you need to be with God? Are you doing what God has commanded you to do? Or are you just comfortable doing what God's will your way? This is serious stuff. We're living in a serious hour. And I, I, I Lord, I isn't there something else I could preach tonight? God said, this is what I want you to tell them. 
So don't get mad at me. I'm just a mailman. He's the postmaster. Hallelujah. Speak to me, Lord. Challenge me, Lord. Hallelujah. I don't want to come to church service after service and just get my ears tickled and get a good feeling and a blessing and get entertained. We, we, we done moved too far beyond that now. We're we in more serious times now. And God is demanding every one of us to take account of ourselves and do what he has commanded. Somebody say commanded. commanded. He has commanded us to do. Glory to God. So we know who needs to prepare. We know when they need to prepare. And now we're going to know how does a person prepare. I want to be right. I want to be ready. God, I want your approval. I want to hear those words. Well done. Yes. Oh, thou yes. good and faithful servant. Yes. Job. 25, verse number 4. How then can a man be justified with God? Or how can he be clean that is born of a woman? That's, 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 that's some important questions. How can a man be innocent before a holy God? You know, the closer you walk with God the more of your mess you see. <laughs> Amen. The more you walk in the light. It's like, it's like, I remember one time, man, where was I going? I forget, it was some kind of function. And I had to get dressed all up in this black suit. And I got all dressed and everything. Got my little bow tie on and my black suit and everything. And I thought, man, I'm looking mighty good. Then I rushed out, got in the car, and drove to this function. And when I walked in the building, it, the light was so bright. And when I walked in that building and looked at my suit, I was like, oh, no. Me, I had cat hair, lint, sports, something that spilled. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't see this in the dark. And that's how it is when you walk with the Lord. There's some things you just don't see. But the closer you get to him, the closer you walk in his presence, the more stuff you'll see in yourself. And it's not to condemn you, but it's to help you. God be dealing with your heart and God be telling you, listen, you need to quit watching those programs. You need to turn off your computer every now and then. I need more time with you. I want a relationship with you. You don't pray hardly as much as you ought to pray. God will tell you those things. Because as the more you walk with him and the more you have a relationship with him, the more you see the things in your life you need to work on. And God intends you to work on it. How can a man, filthy, dirty, sinful man, be right in God's sight? How can he be clean, a man that is born of a woman? To Job, it was impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. You can be broken, 
You can be messed up. You can, you can be so hard on yourself. God, I'm not worthy. God, I don't deserve your goodness. I take two steps forward and three steps back. Lord, I got problems. I got issues. And we all do. We all broken vessels. Here's, a, here's one for you. There's not a perfect person among us. Amen. Not one. And if you're perfect, I want to shake your hand. We're all in the same basket. We all got issues and we all got problems and we all got setbacks. And in our own selves, we can't stand before God. With his blazing eyes of conviction, he'll look right through us and he can see all the junk and all the sin. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. A wage. You know what a wage is? A a wage is something you work for. You work for a wage. A wage is something you deserve. And, And look, and if you don't get it, you get mad. If your boss don't pay you your proper wages, if your company don't give you your proper wages, you want to go on strike. I want my proper wages. Well, the wages of sin is death. You're a sinner, you deserve to go to hell. Amen. You reject Jesus Christ, you deserve to be condemned. That's what you deserve. That's what I deserve. Because in my flesh, there is no good thing. Hallelujah. So how can a just man, how can a good man, how can anybody stand before a holy God and be accepted? I said this one time in a church service and people, they didn't know how to take it at first. But there's one requirement, brothers and sisters, that'll get you through that pearly gate. There's one thing that's required of every one of us. And if you want to go to heaven, you got to have this requirement. You got to meet this requirement. And that one requirement is this. Perfection. Jesus said, be ye perfect as my father in heaven is perfect. What are you talking about? Be ye holy as my Father in heaven is holy. Lord, be ye spotless as my Father in heaven is spotless. Now, how can that be possible? A man that is born of woman. How can we be spotless? How can we be blameless? How can we be clean? There's only one that meets that criteria. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. In him, there's no spot. In him, there's no blemish. In him, there's no shadow of turning. In Jesus, there is no darkness at all. He is absolutely holy. Jesus is absolutely perfect. And the only way you and I can get through those pearly gates is that we've 
got to be in him. We've got to be in him. We've got to walk in him. We've got to live in him. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. We've got to be in Christ Jesus. Well, if I got to be in Christ in order to walk through those pearly gates, how do I get in him? One lady come up to me after church service one night. <clears throat> she said, Brother Easter, I have a prayer request. I said, what is it? Tears streaming down her face. She said, I want to see Jesus. I said, you want, <laughs> you want to see Jesus? I want to see Jesus. And man, I, don't, I just, I know it was the Lord. Because I didn't have, I wasn't smart enough to think that quick. <laughs> You want to see Jesus? I want to see Jesus. I reached down and I put my hand on her head. I said, ma'am, close your eyes. I said, you're going to see Jesus. And I turned her around facing the congregation. I said, open your eyes. There's Jesus. There's his body and members in particular. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you've repented of your sin, if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, if he's filled you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you are in his body. You can't join this joint. You can't just get the right hand of fellowship. You must be born again to get inside the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's your covering. He's your shelter. He's your high. Glory to God. Power. <clears throat> oh my mama boy, I wish ooh, I wish I could preach this. You gotta be in Christ, not beside him, not close to him. You gotta be in him. Not just know about him. You gotta be in Christ. Sir, you gotta be in Christ. Ma'am, you got to be in Christ Jesus. How do you get in his body? You've got to be born into it. How am I born again? Jesus said water and spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Read for me, brother. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the answer to the question. How do I get in the body? How do I get in the body? How can I reflect his perfection? How can I reflect his righteousness? You'll never be good enough to go to heaven. You'll never be righteous enough to make it on your own. But when God looks at you, he sees his own reflection. Oh, hallelujah. He don't see you in your messed up, all dirty ways. When you're covered by the blood, he don't see your sin. They've been washed away. He's looking at a reflection of himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how you get prepared. 
all your goodness and all your generosity and all the money in the world won't get you into the kingdom. But you need to be born again. That's how you're prepared. If you've never been baptized in the water, in the name of Jesus Christ, you've not yet really been baptized. Because the Bible says there's only one Lord and there's only one faith. And how many baptisms? How many baptisms? There's only one baptism. And the Bible says we all should speak the same thing. One baptism for everybody on the face of this planet. There are no variations. There are no denominations when it comes to God. God don't see denominations. That's man-made tradition. We don't need to follow man's tradition. We need to follow what's in the word of God. And the word of God says, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's how you get in. That's how you get covered. That's how you get right with God. And I'll tell you what, man, as late in the hour as it is now, if I was not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, now, the Bible says now, I'll be like, okay, brother, you got me. Today's the day. Today's the day. Because it'll be a sad moment. I think one of the saddest moments is when somebody standing in the day of judgment and said, I could have, would have, should have. You had an opportunity. We got folks walking around. Man, I hear what you're saying. And I see it in the Bible. But I just don't quite understand it. Because you're using this. Spiritual things is foolishness to the natural mind. Well, Brother Easter, I'll tell you what, man. As soon as I can understand it, I'll do it. Mm Mm-mm. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He didn't say none about he that understandeth and is baptized shall be saved. Oh, we got all these intellectuals and all these people want to do research and look up Greek and Hebrew and Latin and all that stuff. Spend years in Bible college and still don't get it. Still don't get it. I want to understand it. I got to understand it before I can believe it. Now you're lying to yourself. Because there's a lot of things you don't understand, but you believe it. A lot of stuff. If you got to understand it first, don't, don't, don't flip another light switch. Unless you can explain to me how that works. Amen. Explain to me how the electricity go through the currents and all this stuff. Amen? Amen. But I guarantee you, you don't have to understand it. You believe that when you flip the switch, the light coming on. Amen. You just believe it. And then you do it. And I'm going to tell you something. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved. If you've not been baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, now is the time. Oh, but Brother Easter, I wasn't expecting that. God was. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. 
And if you're watching by social media, whether here tonight or next week, God knows your number. He's seen you in your future. And I'm going to tell you something. He ordained your steps and he crossed your path with truth. And now you'll never have an excuse to say nobody told me because I'm telling you right now. You need to repent. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And you need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. God is willing. He's ready to do it tonight. Tonight. You better, you better get prepared. You better get prepared. Heaven is a place for prepared people. Yeah. Hell is a place for unprepared people. What you going to do with it? That's what you need to do. That's how you get prepared. The last thing, what's going to happen if you refuse? I'm not refusing, brother. I'm just not ready yet. That's refusing. Well, I, 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 I know I need to get baptized. But I just didn't bring any extra clothes. We got clothes here. We got clothes here. We got baptismal gowns. One size fit all. <laughs> we ready. We ready for you. We ready right now. God sets you up. He knew you'd be hearing this message, and he wants you to make preparations. But if you refuse for any reason, any excuse, God takes that as a no. So what's going to happen to you if you refuse to prepare? Read for us, brother. John chapter 8, verse 24. I said, therefore, unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Wow. If you believe not, you're going to die in your sins. Man, I don't want to die in my sins. I don't want to be lost throughout all eternity. You know, sometimes I wish, if it was possible, that God would give us a three-minute excursion to hell and bring us back. Everybody here would be different. Y'all wouldn't be the same. Y'all be hopping and screaming and jumping and shouting and hitting the pews and banging on the floor and screaming about souls. Amen. God, what else can I do for you? If you only knew what hell was like. Amen. If you only believed in it. You would die in your sins if you believe not. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, brother. Verse 7 through 9. Read for us. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. Yes. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Glory to God. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hold, hold it right there. Back up a minute. Go back to verse 8. <laughs> In flaming fire. When he fire. comes back, when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back the same way he left. Amen. See, the first time, first time Jesus came, he came with his arms stretched out, 
blessing, 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 healing, raising the dead, unstopping deaf ears, blessing everybody that came to him, riding on a mule, a donkey. It ain't going to be like that when he come back again. He left here with a crown of thorns. He's coming back with a glorious crown. King of kings, Lord of lords. And he's not coming back blessing, blessing. He's coming back in a flaming fire. Why? Because he's angry. He's, the Bible says it's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. God is angry. He's upset. He's been, he's been spit on. He's been scorned. He's been rejected. He's been lied about. He's been blasphemed. And all he's ever done was be good to you. And the Bible talks about his wrath, his anger. His anger is just as extreme as his love. But today, he's stretching out love. What do I have to do to get you to come to me? I'll love you even in spite of yourself. I'll love you to get you to come to me. But if you don't accept that love, you're going to feel his hate, his anger. Because God's anger, he's the same God. Somebody say, same God. In the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, he ain't changed. The things he hated then, he hates it now. Same God in the days of Noah reigned 40 days and 40 nights. Why? Because the heart of man was evil continually. And now the world has multiplied over that same sin. And God is multiplied over just as angry. He's coming back in fire. He's coming back in flaming fire. Not blessing, taking vengeance on all the Christ rejectors, all of those that, that, that slapped them. Every time you say no, it's like slapping him in the face again. You're just pulling his beard. You're just putting another nail in his hand. That's what you're doing. Whenever the preacher says, would you come and give your life to God? Any excuse the devil gives you is nailing his hands back to the cross. It hurts him. There's a day coming, he's going to say, enough is enough. Enough is enough. You don't know who I am? Let me introduce you. And it's not going to be pretty. And flaming fire, taking vengeance, payback on two types of people. You better not be in this class. Who are the types of people? Them that know not God. First of all, the ones that don't know God. Do you know God? Do you know God? Do you know God or do you just know about God? Do you know him? Do you know him? Hallelujah. You, you need to be honest with yourself. Do you really know? You don't know just about it. You got to know him. Oh, that I might know him. The power of his resurrection. The fellowship of his suffering. Yes. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to be intimate. That's what, that's, what being, that's what knowing God is. Intimacy. Friendship. Relationship. 
Somebody you talk to every day. Amen. Somebody you consult with. He's your counselor. Do you talk to him or do you just call his name when you get in trouble? Or just when you get sick? Is he like, like medicine in a cabinet? You just get him when you need him. That's not relationship. That's not knowing him. Jesus said, many going to call me, Lord, Lord. And he said, I, I never knew you. I never knew you. Churches are full of people that he don't even know. And you sit there and tell yourself, I'm okay. I'm good. I, I'm not bad as that person. And I, and I do this. I pay my tithe. And, I, and you don't even know him. He's going to come and pour vengeance, first of all, on those that don't know God. And those that obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't obey. You don't obey. You refuse to obey. Nothing about God appeals to you. Preacher said, let's stand. Why we got to stand up again? Preacher said, come on, everybody, clap your hands. You're the one in the whole church. I I don't feel like clapping my hands. You don't want to worship. You know, it'd be something we didn't have to tell you what to do. You just do it on your own. Wouldn't that be awesome? But you don't know him. That's why when we sing and worship, so many of us got to stand around. Because you don't know him. Hallelujah. Oh, that I want to know him. Because if I don't know him, if I don't obey the gospel, I'm going to taste of his vengeance. Have you obeyed the gospel? What is the gospel? The death, burial, and resurrection. Have you obeyed that? How do you obey death, burial, and resurrection? This is how you obey. You repent of your sins. That's death to your flesh. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I'm still alive, but it's not me no more. It's not me no more. It's Jesus living in me. That's what you ought to be saying. That ought to be your testimony. I'm not the person I used to be. I don't think like I used to think. I don't like the things I used to like. Since I've been crucified, I am in him. Hallelujah. You die. You take your place at the cross by repenting of your sins. And then the cross gospel, you bury with him. The Bible says we are buried with him in baptism. Baptism. Here we go back to baptism again. That's where you take your place in the gospel when you're buried with him. And then once you're buried, you rise up out of the water to walk in a new life, a new life. When you're baptized, you shall receive the gift of the resurrection power. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Death, burial, and resurrection. You apply it to your life. You are living it. That's obeying the gospel. And if you've not done it, flaming fire is heading your way. Judgment is heading your way. And all your buddies and friends and girlfriends and homies ain't going to be doing nothing for you. Come on. You'll be screaming out, Lord, have mercy, and he won't hear you. Come on. Because he gave you your chance. You got to get prepared tonight. Because if you lay, your, lay on your bed tonight and close your eyes, ain't no guarantee you're going to wake up tomorrow. 
There's a lot of people that's here this morning, they're not here now. You think you're invincible? You think you got lots of time left? That ain't nothing but the lie of the devil. Ain't but one step between you and death. One step. Which step is it? Only God knows. But all you got, sir, is one step. Ma'am, all you got is one step. And you better take the right one tonight. What's that next verse, brother? Verse number nine, I believe. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Punished with what kind of destruction? Everlasting. What kind? Everlasting. Never ending. Never ending. You reject Jesus Christ. And you take your place with the demons and with Satan and all that rejected him in the lake of fire, which will be cast into outer darkness for eternity. Never ending, never ending punishment. Not made for you. That was made for the devil. But the devil's going to take as many of you with him as he can. Jesus. Let's stand together. <laughs> I can't play church. I can't afford to try to impress anybody. I don't care what you're wearing or how cute you are. This ain't a fashion show. Doesn't matter who the preacher is. The Holy Ghost is talking. Sit there in your chair and you judge the preacher. He did good, but he wasn't so hot tonight. I heard that sermon before. Something's wrong with you. Somebody in here that need to hear this. And I'm convinced I got over this a long time ago, whether I do a good job, because it ain't about me. And, and, and I've I, and I, I talked with God and said, Lord, I, if it was up to me, I wouldn't preach this tonight. I, I want something else. God said, you belong to me. You do what I tell you. Don't worry about their response. You got your assignment. They got theirs. And I'm going to tell you all something, folks. Earthquakes. I don't know how many thousands of people perished. Were they saved? Were they ready? Tornadoes going across the country, destruction. Just because it ain't happened to you don't mean it ain't happened. But we at the, the place now, it's disaster after disaster, bad news after bad news, and we are such in a hurry to put it behind us. Forget about it. Go on with life. And all the time, the darkness is creeping closer. And closer and closer. And then it's going to be in your backyard. And you need to be prepared today. Because the hour cometh. When there's going to be a sounding of a trumpet. It's going to happen. It could happen tonight. The hour you think not, it's going to happen. And I don't want for the rapture to take place. And I've not even been baptized yet. 
I've not received the Holy Ghost. I haven't even thought about it. Don't even want it. Don't let that happen to you. Blessed are they that thirst, you shall be filled. Blessed are they that hunger, you shall be satisfied. He's the living water. He's the bread of life. And he's here with his hand stretched out to you. He loves you now. Now. So I'm calling on you now, friends, saints of God. The Holy Ghost is talking to you right now. Would you, would you bow your heads with me? Listen. He's talking to you. The Spirit of God is talking to you. Listen to him. Listen to him. Yes, Lord. He's talking to you right now. Things you need to do. Things you need to stop doing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. God, search my heart. God, if there's anything in me that's not right, fix me tonight because I don't want to leave here the same way. God, I need you more than I need anything. I got to get prepared. I got to prepare my mind. I got to prepare my heart. I got to prepare my spirit. Forgive me, Lord, of being so callous. Forgive me, Lord God, of being so selfish. I've been thinking nothing about me, Lord, and I'm sorry. I don't want to stay like this. I want to give you everything. God, help me to give you everything. I don't want to hold back nothing. I want to be what you want me to be. Straighten me out, God. Straighten me out. I'm nothing without you. I need you. I do. I really need you. Teach me. I'll learn. Guide me. I'll follow you. Jesus. I want to be what you want me to be. I want your favor in my life. I want to be obedient to your word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The gifts of the Spirit are being operated right now, released in this room. The gifts of the Spirit are being released in this room. God's going to use you to give a word of instruction to somebody. You feeling the Holy Ghost to move and go to somebody. Move right now. God is going to give you a word of encouragement. To share with somebody over here. God's going to give you a word of knowledge. Go to your brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go to your brother. Sister. Find a sister right now. That lady needs you. That young lady. She's waiting for you. Come on. Move out of your seat. And obey the Holy Ghost. You say, I don't know who to pray for. God's going to lead you to somebody. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Let God use you right now. The Holy Ghost wants to minister. There are people that are hurting. There are people that's not ready. And God wants to use you. I want you to pray for me. I want to pray for you. We're going to pray for each other. I need you. Get ready. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready. I don't want to be without you. You need to be with me.
in the name of Jesus. I pray the spirit of the Holy Ghost strengthen your resolve to stand in these last days in the name of Jesus. Holiness. Baptize us with holiness. Break every tie to the world that is in your way. Break every connection to the world that is in your way. Get ready, Jesus is coming. Get prepared. I wouldn't leave without being baptized in Jesus' name. I wouldn't leave without turning for the Holy Ghost. God, I don't Hallelujah. Come on, God is waiting for you. The Holy Ghost is waiting for you. In the name of Jesus, that your ears be anointed, that you can hear his voice. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. I'll do what you say. I'll do what you say, Lord. Hallelujah. There's somebody you haven't yet prayed for. Will you move out of your comfort zone? Will you step over to somebody you haven't prayed for yet? There's a miracle in the making. God is waiting to use you. God's going to anoint your hands to touch. Healing virtue is going to flow. Don't be afraid. Go ahead. You don't even have to know what it is. Just lay hands on that lady. Lay hands on that gentleman right now. That spirit of pride is going to break. That spirit of fear is going to break. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 
Oh my my. The power of God is here to heal. The power of God is in this room to heal. You're obedient to the Lord. Miracles that take place. You're obedient to the Lord. Signs and wonders will manifest. I take authority over lupus. I take authority over lupus and declare healing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I pray for the kidney. I pray for that kidney in the name of Jesus. The kidney be healed. That there be healing in your kidneys right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, my mama to Sharia no Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I come against that spirit of glaucoma. I command glaucoma to leave that body and be healed right now. In Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Your conscience is clean. God has cleaned your conscience. No more guilt. No more condemnation. Forget those things that are behind you. It's under the blood. Glory to God, I declare healing. Healing of the skin. I declare healing of your skin in the name of the Lord. That abrasion on your legs, I command to be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, Father, we love you. Praise your name. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, take authority over the spirit of diabetes. I curse that spirit and command healing. Blood sugar come under control of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Diabetes be healed. Be healed. Look at this shit. Hallelujah. 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 I declare clearness in your thought, in your mind, in your memory. I bind up the spirit of autism. I curse it in the name of Jesus. Alzheimer's, you've got to go. We bind up the spirit of Alzheimer's. Be healed. In, oh, oh, shit. 
The Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I declare healing of cancer. Every kind of cancer. You've got to bow in the name of Jesus. And be healed. In Jesus name. Oh, maybe I'm on Oh, In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. We're getting ready, Lord. We're getting ready, Lord. We're getting prepared, Lord. Save us, oh God. Save us, Lord. Strengthen us, oh God. Strengthen us, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If you need to be baptized, let us know. We're ready to baptize you right now. We have a change of clothes already prepared for you. Make your way up. We want to be, you want to be baptized tonight. Let's get it right. Let's get ready. Don't say no. Don't put it off. You need to be baptized. Make your way to the front. We want to baptize you now. God will fill you with the Holy Spirit. Prepare to meet God.